0: Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from Tuesday, May 11th of 2021. Um, You guys, again, today we have a busy event uh, schedule, which is lovely. Not going to lie. It's been great. Um, we have at least one thing from every single family, and I love it. Um, also, recording two days in a row. We're making such progress this week over last. Um it's the little things this week that are winning. I will say still not perfect, just so you all know. I'm never perfect, but I typically record on my couch and I folded the laundry and I haven't put the laundry away and it's all sitting on my couch. So I'm just sitting on the ottoman of my couch with my computer which is my micro like what I use to record on a table with my iPad next to it. So things aren't good, aren't great yet, but we'll get there. Um, I just forgot to put away my laundry. I'll have to do it before I go to bed. Um, Okay, so today, that is yesterday's script. So today we are gonna start with the Belgian Royal Family. I'm gonna try and keep it like I did yesterday, Um, expound on things that need to be expounded on and things that don't we'll just have a little chat. Um, So that is the plan. So with that, let's go ahead and start with the Belgian Royal family. There were two different events today in Belgium. Uh, first, today King Philippe received new credentials from or the credentials from the new ambassadors to Belgium, from Algeria, Singapore, and Zimbabwe. Cue all the this is my favorite event. Why aren't there US ambassadors yet? Etc. Um Yeah, I got nothing. We all know I love this event. We all know I'm curious as to where the U.S. ambassadors are. We'll get there, I hope. Um, And then also today, this is the one I want to talk a little bit more about. So today, Queen Mathilde um, gave a, I say a virtual speech. She gave the speech. It was virtually done um, at a school of economics in Brussels that was focused on um, sustainable Development and the SDGs or the Sustainable Development Goals that the UN Agenda 2030 has set up. Um, so we talked about those yesterday um, in regards to Crown Prince Akun in Norway. Um, and so Queen Mathilde is a uh, ambassador for the Sustainable Development Goals as well. Um, and she focuses on the education one and the mental health are kind of her two like prioritized, um, goals that she talks about. So she did talk about both of those in her speech where she talked about, um, you know, the mental effects of a pandemic and how the pandemic has also slowed down this agenda 2030, um, because we've all been responding and putting resources into the pandemic. Um, And so, that has taken precedence over pretty much everything else. As we all know, our lives are run by this pandemic. Um, So, it was a speech. I haven't found a video yet, but I have read it. It was a speech done in English, which is wonderful. I love when things are done in English because I can understand them. Um, Or Spanish because I can understand that. But I, I think... I'm not sure, I'm not going to start it this month, but I think June may be the month I start learning Dutch, I think. I don't know. Dutch scares me. I have like a scared reaction to learning Dutch. It's just my mouth doesn't work that way and it'll happen with when I learn my Scandinavian language too. My mouth just doesn't move the way it needs to move for speaking those languages, I swear. So anyway, but I like when things are in English because I don't have to worry about that. So those were the two events going on in Belgium today. Um, We are going to jump now. I'm not going to spend a ton of time there because we have a lot to talk about from the UK. So we are going to go to the UK now and talk about the events there. Today's education segment is the British Royal Family. So I noticed last night, this is how prepared I am this week, right? I'm prepared, but like definitely have missed some things. So last night I live on the East Coast time zone in the U.S. Um, So it was probably 1130 or midnight and the Queen of England was trending, which frightened me um, because she is old and... Anyway, I kind of panicked. um, And then I recovered because I couldn't figure out why she was trending. And it was like, the queen will announce tomorrow um, a lot of different things. And like, one of them was like photo ID for voting. And the other one was like, increased sentence time for spies. And I'm like, the queen has no power to do that. What's going on? I kind of thought it was a joke. And then I realized, oh, tomorrow, meaning today, must be the state opening of Parliament. And it was, and I had forgotten the date. So today, Queen Elizabeth, the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall attended and participated in the state opening of Parliament. Um, So this is something that happens pretty much every year. Um, It's typically a very grand affair, Um, tiaras and gowns and carriages, whereas today we're in a pandemic, so things are always modified a little bit. Um, So it was cars versus, like it was cars instead of carriages, kind of Sunday best or traditional clothing for the dress code versus gowns and hats instead of tiaras. So it was a little bit sad, um, but there were still parts of it that were very normal. Um, obviously the audience was smaller, so it's done in the House of Lords. Um, so the UK is similar to the US if you're from the States. If you're not, I'm, I'm sorry, this is what this is what I know um, in that it has two bodies of legislation, legislative government, um, the House of Commons and then the House of Lords. Um, and so it's done in the house of Lords. That's where, I don't know if this is like, I don't know if it's the actual throne, but it's a throne, um, that the queen sits in and, um, she sits in that chair throne to read a speech. Okay. So the reason I was getting so confused and why I started this story is that. I know how this works. I I do this podcast. This happens in a lot of royal families, um, state openings of parliament. It's pretty a normal event. So all of these things were trending that Queen Elizabeth is going to announce this and Queen Elizabeth is going to announce this. And, um, they aren't super, I come from a place as a American where I'm a liberal Democrat. Um, so they aren't super liberal Democrat ideas. Okay. Like they're very much not, um, you know, we don't love the idea of photo ID for voting. And, um, the spy one was kind of neither here nor there, but, um, there's a huge debate going on about voter suppression and voter ID laws in the U S. And so that's the context I was seeing this in. Um, and, me knowing what I know and doing what I do went, okay, but like none of this is the queen's decision. So she's not (laughs) announcing it on behalf of herself. Um, however, she does read a speech that is not prepared by herself. It is prepared by the government to be read at the, at the state opening of parliament. So in a typical world, it is handed to her. She has not seen it necessarily. I don't know how true that part is, but like she hasn't added her own adjustments or anything. She has probably reviewed it and pre-read it so she can read it on stage. Um, but she has not made any additions. So, so it is given to her in a typical world. Today it was sitting on a like chair next or a, a, a cushion next to her um, so she could pick it up because social distancing. Um, And then she reads the speech prepared by the government outlining, outlining the government's priorities for, um, the coming legislative session. So I didn't quite watch this live. I watched it a little bit, um, delayed, which was fine. Um, I basically watched like she was finishing and I started, um, And again, I've mentioned where I stand politically. And so it's worth saying, like, if you care about this, like Boris Johnson is very um, strange. The prime minister of the UK is a very strange character in that um, he's similar. He seems to have a little more finesse and a little more um, knowledge and smarts than Donald Trump. But like he very much likes to have his cake and eat it too. And that means he likes to play both sides very much so. Um, so there were bits and pieces of the speech that were um, focused on liberal ideas. And then there were fo- There were ideas <laughs> focused very much on like the conservative side of things like this voter suppression conversation or voter ID conversation. Um, there was you know, there was talk about like social care and increasing that budget, but there's no plan for that. Um, so it was very much talking out of both sides of his mouth. And I'm using a lot of idioms here because there is truly like nothing else that I can say to describe him. He wants it both ways and can't pick a side really, um, because he wants to appease the most amount of people. That's my take on Boris Johnson, eh? on Boris Johnson. Um, and he's been this way forever. So it's not like he became this way after Donald Trump. He was more successful after Donald Trump, but he's always been this way. Like London 2012, he was the mayor of London, um, during the Olympics and the, uh, diamond jubilee. So Queen Elizabeth's 60th anniversary of the, on the throne. So anyway, he's just a character. And so the speech very much reflected that like both, both sides of the aisle type of rhetoric that doesn't fool anybody, I don't think. And if it does, that's okay too. Um, So that was the big event for the day, obviously. Um, The state opening of parliament is a huge deal. We have talked about this um, for other countries. So And every country does it a little bit differently. I would say Norway's is maybe the most similar, um, in that King Harald or last year it was Crown Prince Akun, who was serving as regent has a huge role, even though they don't prepare anything. Um, they do read this, the speech. Um, I think the Netherlands is kind of similar. They call there something else it's called, um, like Prince's day, but it's the opening of par of parliament session or the budgetary year. so it, it, it's always similar, um, but I would say Norway and the Netherlands are kind of the most similar. Um, and then like in Denmark and maybe in Sweden, I'm not really sure in Sweden. Um, I don't really remember because this year was so different for Sweden. Um, like in those two countries, the monarch doesn't play a huge role. Um, in fact, Queen Margrethe just watches, um, like is there to preside over the event, but it has no active role. And then in Spain, like King Felipe gives a speech, but it's not focused on the legislative priorities. It's focused on, um, typically like Spain's commitment to democracy, um, and how every time they hold one of these, it's like another um, strength in Spain's democracy in the way Spain functions as it is now. So that was, I guess, technically the first state opening of the year. Everyone else will pretty much be in September timeframe. Um, and Spain only does a state opening after every election. So hopefully they don't have another election for a while. Cause it's a disaster when they have them. So then there were a couple (laughs) um, different things. So the Prince of Wales also visited some different locations in London. So he was able to visit, um, the new museum of London location that is actually, it's not built yet. It's well, it's built, but it's being renovated. Um, and so he was able to, um, visit that construction zone. And then he also visited St. Bartholomew's hospital, um, ahead of international nurses day, which is tomorrow. And so during that visit, um, he talked with the staff and some of the, um, St. Barts is really cool in that it has like musicians come and perform, um, for patients. So he was able to talk to them. Um, and then he was also able to talk with some of the staff who was, who cared for his father, um, the Duke of Edinburgh, who was a patient at St. Barts in early March. Um, so he was in, a private hospital and then went to St. Bart's for a, a heart procedure in March and then went back to that private hospital for a couple of days. Um, but so Charles was able to talk with some of his care team. So those are the things going on, at least public facing. I'm going to see if there's anything additional on the court circular. I know I spent a lot of time on that, but it was really important to me to explain that Queen Elizabeth does not write the speech that she gives, so please don't call her a racist or any of the other things that people are calling her because it's not nice. Okay, now the car alarm has stopped going off, so we're back. Um, so I, while the car alarm was going off like crazy, I, and I hope you guys didn't hear too much of it, but you probably did hear the very beginning, Um, so I pulled up the court circular and as we already talked about, there was the state opening of parliament today. Um, and then, um, the Prince of Wales held several different events. Okay. So first he held a meeting with the international rescue committee via video link, Um, then he held, I'm not sure if this is in person or not, but he held a meeting potentially with the president of the Gabonese Republic. Um, and then the Duchess of Cornwall, um, received, uh, held a new, held a meeting with the new president of the Desert Rats Association. I have questions. Um, and then... She received a Colonel Commander from the Rifles, um, which is the rifle regiment that she is Honorary Colonel-in-Chief for. Um, okay. And then we're going to Kensington Palace. Uh, so the Duke of Cambridge, patron of London Air, London's Air Ambulance Charity, um, attended a meeting via video link. He met with the Chief Executive for the Foundation of the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, and then he held a meeting for the Earthshot Prize later today. So those are the things going on in the UK. I know I spent a lot of time on that, um, but there are some parts where I'm going to I just think it was really important. So I'm going to use that time and um, make up for it in some other areas because there's not a whole lot of other there's a lot of other stuff, but not a whole lot that needs expanded on So we are going to go ahead now and move on to the Danish royal family. today, there was one event, Um, so Crown Prince Frederick took part in a conference called um, Research Meets Practice, Public Management That Succeeds, Um, and this was held at the Crown Prince Frederick Center for Public Management at Aarhus University, which is in Copenhagen. Um, So we've talked about the Center for Public Management that holds Frederick's name. this conference is pretty self-explanatory to, um, you know, the research that we all use. Okay. Those in public administration and public management use, um, being practiced every day and how that's a successful idea. Okay. Logical argument there. Um, and then this was another event that was held kind of in that hybrid, um, what I call the hybrid mode, in that the event is taking place at a location, so the speakers are at a spot all together. Um, but then the participants or the like viewers are in a live stream. So a very nice little combo there. Very much kind of on par with everything we've been seeing from the Scandinavians in terms of how they've been doing different events. Um, yeah, just that's all I have to really say about it. So that was it for the, um, events in Denmark. The calendar is now empty until the 15th, which is Prince Christian's confirmation day. So that's on the 15th, which is Saturday. So I think, and this is not a definite because it's only Tuesday, but I think what I'm going to do this week is record a Friday episode for Friday events. And then Saturday, Uh, or Sunday, rather, when I record Monday's episode, we'll cover the confirmation in a good depth. And I do think there's some other things maybe happening this weekend that I want to talk about too. So if I'm remembering correctly, I think there are. So we'll talk about all of that over the weekend. So I think right now it's Tuesday, it's still early, but I think there will be a Saturday episode this week um, and then we'll pick up again on Monday. Is how I want to do it. Um, there may be a Sunday episode and then we'll do a Monday episode. We'll just see what my schedule needs, but I'll keep you updated throughout the week, or at least, um, on the episode that goes up on Friday, I'll let you know what's happening then. So that is what was going on in Denmark. So now we are going to move on to the Dutch royal family. Today, Queen Maxima continued her. I guess this is now becoming some sort of like tour. Um, So, today she attended three more celebrations with More Music in the Classroom to conclude the 50 Days of Music campaign. Um, We talked a lot about this yesterday, so if you want to hear a little bit more, um, listen to yesterday's episode. But this is a thing that the organization More Music in the Classroom, that Maxima is honorary president of, has kind of done in not in honor of, but like coinciding with Maxima's 50th birthday. So they did 50 days of music and it's all centered around her birthday, which is Monday. So, um, it's all kind of coming to a head around that time. Um, so she did two of these events yesterday and then three more today. They're so fun looking. I, After I talked about it yesterday in the episode, I really wanted to watch some video, and I haven't found any yet. I didn't look very hard. I went to just a couple um, royal reporters who I tend to follow for their Dutch royal family content, um, and they didn't have anything, but I didn't look much further beyond that because they just look like really fun events, Um, so I thought, oh, that sounds kind of cool, but anyway... Um, Maybe I'll find something tonight, I don't know. So that was the event in the Netherlands today. Um, I am going to skip the Norwegian royal family because the only thing that happened today was the weekly Council of State meeting. The only thing that makes it special is that it happened on a Tuesday versus a Friday, but it does seem like at least the royal family, perhaps the government of Norway is on like a vacation. Oh. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, So the royal family's calendar is empty until May 21st. You guys just heard me have a revelation. Um, Norway's national day is May 17th, so there will probably be some events then. Um, So they're probably on, like, a holiday in preparation for May 17th, which is coming up. Um, So there's a lot of things that happen around this time. Um, Like high school seniors are getting ready to graduate. There's just a lot happening in Norway kind of this week and next um, all around National Day. So that's where we're at. Okay. So that's coming up on the 17th. We'll see what role the royal family will be playing. Um, But their calendar right now is empty until May 21st but they, I'm sure there will be something on National Day from them or 17, 17th of May. Anyway, um, okay, so that was not as short of a skip as I had hoped. But anyway, let's go ahead now and jump to the Spanish royal family. There were two events in Spain today. Um, So first, King Felipe met with the president of Argentina, who was visiting Spain during his tour of Europe. Um, So he is a relatively new president, not super new. Um, I don't remember exactly when he was inaugurated. It was probably early 2020 or late 2019, maybe. Let me take a look. Um, President of Argentina. Um, I love that it's telling me. Okay. So it's a four-year term. Yeah. So it was late 2019. Um, but he hasn't been involved in a ton of events because pandemic. Um, and Argentina is a country that's been hit pretty hard by the pandemic. So he is probably doing some introductory tours right now, um, which is pretty common for leaders to do. Um, You know, I'm from the States. We obviously just had a change of power in January. Um, our president hasn't gone anywhere yet, but will be. Um, but he'll be at an event with meeting multiple world leaders at a time. Um, but our secretary of state, which is, if you're not from the U S is like a foreign minister, um, went on a, a tour of a lot of places, um, mostly like headquarters for things. So he was in Brussels for NATO and the EU, um, He was in Asia, like, so he did a kind of an introductory tour to welcome back to American uh, diplomacy, um, and just that. So this is pretty standard. Um, I don't think that he has visited Spain. So I've been following the Spanish royal family pretty much the entire time. Um, and to my knowledge, he has not met the, um... He's met because Felipe went to his inauguration, but, like, hasn't visited Spain. So, that was this morning. Um, and then also today, Queen Letizia presided or delivered the um, SM Foundation uh, Literature Awards for children and, like, young adult or teenage age range literature um, for the best of the year. So this is something that Letizia has been doing the first time I saw her. The first time I saw a video of her doing it and not her because I didn't know she existed until 2011. Um, But the first video I've seen is maybe from 2008, potentially 2007. But, so she's been doing this pretty much her entire, like, solo working life in in the royal family. Um, and, you know, it's just a fun event. It's really fun and colorful because it's focused on, like, children's literature. It's just really fun. And it's typically always held around the same time as the Cervantes Prize, um, which is funny because it's working out that it's happening the same way. Um it's typically always held like the day before, the day after um to celebrate like all facets of Spanish literature. So like intense Spanish literature from the Cervantes Prize, that's kind of like the more serious um life altering stuff and then um as well as children's literature, which can also be life altering but in a different way. Um, all kind of happens at the same time. So it's really interesting because the Cervantes prize is technically being delivered tomorrow, but it's not a typical ceremony from what I can gather. Um, but I thought it was funny that they were still happening the day before. So that was really cool. Um, and those were the events going on in Spain. And so now we are going to jump to the Swedish royal family. <laughs> Finishing up today with the Swedish royal family, uh, today King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia opened a new, like, glass, (laughs) a glass sculpture exhibition, I don't know if that's the right way I want to call this, but, like, a glass art exhibition, um, at the park around Soledin. So I had to confirm this because I wasn't entirely sure. So Saladin is like the summer residence for the Swedish royal family. It's on an, um, I think it's on an island called Åland. Um, but it's very much like affiliated with the Swedish royal family and summer. Um, I know that it is May and maybe I am just like out of it because it is so cold where I live, like we're having unseasonably cold weather, um, and it's awful. And, um, anyway, it sucks, but it feels really early to start the summer season and like not normal. Um, nothing is normal, but like, I don't think summer really starts until June for them. And really, I'm not even sure it starts till after national day in Sweden, which is on June 6th. So I don't know. Um... But anyway, they were present for the unveiling of this sculpture. It looks kind of cool from the one picture they have shared on their website. Um, But anyway, also they brought their dog, which is my favorite thing. Um, And he was on a leash and then he was just like laying there, which is pretty much what my dog does. So she's not on a leash right now because we're inside but she is laying at my feet because she would rather be doing something else that isn't me recording. Um, but she's accepted her reality and is just laying down and giving up. Um, so that was a really cute thing. I love, I love when people bring their dogs, like more Royal dogs, please. Um, okay. And then also today, Prince Daniel sent a digital greeting to the Swedish world championships, um, in entrepreneurship and distribution. I didn't understand this. I still don't understand this. They didn't have a way for me to research this and I didn't put a lot of effort into it. Um, so that's kind of the one thing that's changing is, um, pretty intensely is the things that I don't know. I'll, I always do try and do a a base level of research, which I still do, but like, In this situation, there's only so much research I can do if they're not going to link me to the appropriate website, because I can't Google translate doesn't translate my Google searches. So I can't figure out what I need to ask for in Swedish to get results that will then translate into Google. So my limit had been met and, uh, I think, I don't know, again, like, look, I'm trying to make all these plans, right? But I'm thinking maybe June might be another, like, switch up and go backwards where Sweden goes first, um, even when I'm writing my outline, because then I can give them some more time. Um, But also I'm so frustrated with their website and their social media and their just general lack of giving information the way I can find it from six other royal houses. I just, I don't know, I'm frustrated. But anyway, their calendar is also now empty. I'm not sure why their calendar is empty. I can't figure that out, but it's going to be pretty light from the Scandinavians for the next few days. Um, so that brings us to the end of this episode. I'm glad we were able to get it in right around the time I like to. Um, so I am going to end this here. Please visit all the places, dailyroyal.com, Daily Royal on Instagram like, and review this podcast. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday. Bye.